it with everything you need to go in. They don't believe you. Tell the other neighbor in love, you came out. You came out of the stress. You came out of the struggle. You came out of bondage. You came out of sin. You came out of your problems. You came out of your difficulties. You came out of the mess. You came out with everything you need to go into the promise. Oh, God, I feel that right there. You came out with everything you need to go in. Don't look like it. It don't feel like it. It don't seem like it. The bank account don't say so. The house don't say so. The situation don't say so. But the Lord said to you this morning, you came out of whatever you came out of. Whatever you in right now, you came out of it with everything you need to go in. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. You came out with everything. Thank you for this word. With everything. You lack nothing. You came out with everything. I came out with everything. Come on, declare it. I came out with everything. I can't move until you declare this. I came out with everything I need to go in. Oh, God. Oh, God. Sometimes I don't know where I'm going. Sometimes I don't know when I'm going to get there. But what I do know is I have everything I need. I came out with it. I came out with it. You came out with everything you need to go in. Our text um, for today, glory to God, glory to God, um, picks up again where we have been traveling through for the last several weeks. I don't even know how many weeks this is, D. Um, but it's about three, four, five weeks, I don't know. We've been traveling through Deuteronomy and um, it is Moses rehearsing for the second time to this new generation. Yeah. We got this now. Yeah. Um, the law of God and the history and what um, um, their mothers and fathers went through. And as a result of their disobedience and their lack of having faith in God, um, they did not enter into the promised land in the time frame that they could have. And should have. Are you with me? Should have only taken 11 days. For those of you who may not have been with us for the last several weeks, um, it should have only taken 11 days. It took 40 years of wandering through the wilderness to get them where um, they needed to go. Um, uh, uh, and, and we have arrived, we have learned the fact that um, it was because they had the same mindset um, that they had, that they had developed in Egypt while they were in bondage, while they were captive, while they were being held and locked down and, and made and forced to do uh, slave work to build a, 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 a pyramids and to build sphinxes for Pharaoh, um, to build palaces and to build houses yeah. while they lived in the slums and in the hood. Are y'all still with me? Um, while they were being told when to get up and lay down, when they, while they were being told when they could eat and could not eat, um, while their children, their babies, were being slaughtered. Are y'all still with me? Um, because of Pharaoh had fear um, that they would uprise and rise up and become something. And because of that, all of the, all of the, they were commanded, the midwives, to kill all of the children. They persevered through 430 years of slavery. 
slavery of bondage. Does that sound familiar? They persevered with 430 years of slavery and bondage at the hand of the Egyptians. I'm talking about the children of Israel. They did not arrive there in bondage, um, but, the, the, but they were taken into captivity. Are you with me? Out of fear. It's funny because fear will cause the enemy to try to keep you and I captive. If we develop the enemy's mindset of fear, we will be captive to things that don't even need to really continue to exist. Because my feeling is that at some point in some of them 430 years, I would have tried at least to get free. But when my mind is shackled, it's much easier to shackle my body. I, I feel like I'm talking to somebody right here. When my mind is enchained and enslaved, it's easier to captivate everything else that I do. Because where the mind goes, the body goes. And so Egypt and Pharaoh had convinced them that they were slaves. And so for 430 years, even though they were the children of Abraham, they were Abraham's seed, the seed of promise, the children of promise, God told Abraham, listen, Abe, they're going to go into Egypt and they're going to be there for 400 years. Abraham was already ready, but he still held on to the promise. Oh, God. How many of us in here, can God clue you in on something and let you know something, but you still hold on to the promise? Oh, God. Can let you know now. This, so that's going to happen. But don't give up. Don't lose heart. Don't faint. Just hold on to the promise because I'm God and I'm going to bring it to pass. And so here they are now after being freed by the hand of Moses and his sidekicks, Miriam and Aaron. That's right. Uh, he's, he, they're free now. Over a million and some out. I don't know how many millions of people, boys and girls, young and old. They're now free now. And because they refused to go up when God said go up and possess the land, they chose rather to believe 10 over 2. Come on, somebody. To Jacob, uh, uh, sorry. Caleb and Joshua gave them a good report. I'm just, right. just inching us up to chapter number two in Deuteronomy, so stay with me. Even though Caleb and Joshua had come back and said, we got this. We can go up. We can possess it and surely we can take it. Now, even though they said that, they, they would rather have believed the ten who said, we are like grasshoppers in our own eyes. Oh God. I would have turned around and said, you can say a grasshopper if you want to, but I ain't no grasshopper. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not the I'm not under anybody's feet. My feet is on the head of the enemy. I don't have nobody in here. How in the world are you a grasshopper under somebody's feet when God created you to be, oh my God, have your feet on the neck of the enemy. Come on, somebody. I would have fast told them, no, let's get with Caleb and let's get with Josh. Come on, let's do this thing. But they chose otherwise. They chose to believe that, okay, we can't do this. And so now then, when God shows and expresses his uh, displeasure with them, then they decide they're going to fight. And God said, tell them not to do it. Don't go for there. They ain't going to beat them folk because I didn't intend for y'all to fight because y'all can't fight this battle. You, 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 this ain't yours to fight. I got this. Just go up and possess it. Oh, God. Just go up and take it. 
good God I already done got it for you just go up there and take it it's, a, it's the equivalent of somebody giving me a hundred dollar a hundred dollar gift certificate to Mitchell Steakhouse and just saying now now the gift certificate is waiting for you there just go up there and get it go enjoy a steak a baked potato a salad whatever it is you want just go up there and get it here I am him hauling around talking about I can't afford Mitchell's and, and I can't eat there like they was bees back and drove them back down to Seir and back down to Horma. okay and so now here we are Bible says right up above chapter 2 they remained in Kadesh many days according to the days that you spent there now here we are here we are because it's interesting now they're turning and they're going into the wilderness I, I, I thought I would provide a little bit of a graphic for us so that we can grasp this a little bit more clear on either screen, on either side. I want you to just take a look at this map, just very quickly. I'm not going to give you a geological survey and explanation uh, and exposition on what this is, but I just want you to look at the different names because I want you to see where they are placed in, re in relation to uh, the children of Israel and their journey. Um, you'll see here, um, you'll see, um, uh, 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 the Red Sea, you see Sinai, they came through, they crossed, you see uh, uh, Edom, you see Moab, you see Ammon, see that? See that? See that? That's the people that God said, now don't touch them, don't touch Moab, don't touch Edom, don't touch Ammon, don't touch Canaan. But but if you'll also notice, and, and this one does not, this, this one does not necessarily say, but 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 you'll see the wilderness and, and everywhere you see red red lines and, and, and red, they're going up through different areas of wilderness. These wilderness, one is called the wilderness of Shur, you see it there. Another is called the wilderness of Zin, you don't see it there. Uh, the another is called another another well there are three wildernesses. There are about three different of areas of wilderness. Interesting because they're all going up and they must pass through every wilderness. But watch this, they're not going down, they're going up. It's a little contradictory, don't you think? That I'm going up like God said and God is taking me upward. You see Canaan there? Because that's where they're headed. I'm going up but I gotta pass through all of these wildernesses. Oh God, I want y'all to catch that right there. Uh, if he took me down, I'd be going back down to the Red Sea. If he took me back over, I'd be going back into Egypt. And, and I don't want to go back in bondage. Am I talking to anybody? I don't want to go back to 
what I just came out of. Am I, am I talking to you? Uh, so I'm not going to go that way. But I got to go up. Watch this. But the wilderness is tracing me and taking me all the way up to where God has the promise. Have you ever had to pass through the wilderness? Oh, God. Maybe you can answer this question. Have you ever had to pass through a wilderness and then another wilderness? And then another wilderness? Oh, God. And you're wondering all the way, why am I passing through all of this wilderness? Oh, y'all. Once I get out of one thing, I'm back into something else. I get out of one struggle, and it seems like another one. I pass one test, and here come another one. It's just the wilderness that's getting you on the way to where God has for you to go. I need to encourage somebody right here. Think it not strange when you come through one situation, and as soon as I make it through that one, Mark, here's another one. God, what are you doing to my life? Why are you allowing me to go through everything I'm going through? Why do I have to pass through every area that I, I get one thing straight and up comes something else falling apart? I need to talk to some real people on today. I get one bill paid up and here come another one that's past due. Who am I talking to? I get one child straight and here come two more that ain't right. Oh God. I get one thing in my house taken care of. Oh, the refrigerator's working and the stove break down. I get the stove fixed and the dishwasher broke. Who am I talking to in this house? Wilderness after wilderness after wilderness. But can I encourage you? It's just because you're on the way to where you got to go. And oh God, and God is just texting you. One wilderness after the other. I feel God in this place today. It's just God. Strengthening you, giving you the capacity, giving you the tenacity, giving you the strength and the faith to get to where you got to go. Make it not strange. Oh, Shady, one wilderness after the other. Oh, God, that wilderness yesterday. Here come another one today. God, I can't take it. But the Bible says, He won't put more on you than you can bear. He won't let you pass through the wilderness when you're not able. So if you find yourself in the wilderness, it's because God said I can trust you with this wilderness. I wouldn't let you pass through if I couldn't trust you. Yeah. 
shout that right yeah. there. Children. Yeah. Ammon and Moab. 
a perverted man. Because his daughters became afraid that they wasn't going to find a husband after Lot and his wife left Sodom and Gomorrah. His daughters were afraid after they got in the wilderness. That's why you got to watch when you're in the wilderness. Don't get afraid and start doing stuff rash and start doing stuff because you think God ain't going to come through. So they got scared because they like, we ain't going to get no husband. And so let's go trick up, let's get our father drunk and let's go sleep with our daddy. Y'all didn't know that was in the Bible, did you? Then what happens is sometimes you just start doing some crazy stuff. Pastor calls it hijack mode where your mind just start doing some crazy stuff and you do crazy things. Get a man, and so they slept with their daddy, and they conceived one Ammon and one Moab, who decided that they were going to follow God. Y'all not saying nothing. That they were going to turn and be against God. But God said, even though you turned your back on me and decided you were going to serve me, you still belong to me, and so I'm still going to show grace, and I'm still going to show mercy. Do I have anybody in the house that says I'm an Ammon and I'm a Moab? And up there. She's seen uh -huh. the Ammonites up there. Uh -huh. You see them? Uh -huh. See them at the top? Uh -huh. At the very top. See Canaan over there? Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. God said, you're going to go through the wilderness uh -huh, and you're going to go around Edom. Uh -huh. You ain't going to touch them. You're going to go around Moab. Yeah. You ain't going to touch them. His land is his. You're not saying that. Yeah. What God has for you is for you. And can't nobody touch it. I need y'all to preach this. What God has for you is for you. And everybody can go around you, everybody can be in front of you, but they ain't gonna be able to touch you. Cause, cause oh God, God said they, they, they don't even serve me, but you can't touch them. Oh God. They don't even love me, but you can't touch them. They're not even part of a promise, but I still have a possession for them. I can need you to hear that. So if God can have a possession for his enemies, what more does he have for you? Don't need to shout right there. I said if God can have a possession. against them. Right. Yeah. 
right. Because you don't want to blow your blessing. Okay, okay, y'all. Don't be trying to get back and forth. This ain't the time for revenge. This ain't the time for retaliation. This ain't the time to think you all that and such and much. Because you should be 40 years later than he is. That's right. Huh? That's right. That's right. Just don't forget that real, real relevant point.
Children do what they do. So they can be blessed too. Amen. Y'all just gotta make more noise. Amen. 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 All right. Okay. Okay. Because here we go. 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 Okay. So God said. God said. God said. He said in verse five. Do not meddle with them for for watch this. For I will not give you any of their land. I'm giving it to you. No. Not so much. I'm not even gonna give you one footstep. That's right. Because it ain't yours. That's right. Not yours. That's not yours. I got it for you, but that's not it. That's right. God, I thank you. Yeah, thank you, Father. That ain't it. You won't pass through that way. Are you with me? But you ain't gonna claim none of that. Because that's not yours. Hear me. What God has for you, it is for you and you alone. And folk might pass through it, trample on it, walk around it, but don't 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 fret because it doesn't belong to him. Bible says, not one footstep, because I have given unto you Esau, Esau as a possession. Let's land in verse six right here. You shall buy food from them with money that you may eat. You shall buy food from them with money. You shall buy food from them. You did. You did. You did. I'm trying to get out of a poverty mindset. You who can't just, you can't shake Egypt for nothing. I don't I, I bless you. You ain't let nothing. And, and here you are. I'm trying to, I'm trying to shift your mind. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you are going to, they're not going to give you anything. That's right. That's right. You're not going to bully them and take it either. That's right. That's right. That's right. You're not going to stand on the corner with your hand out. All right. All right. And your hat out. That's right. That's not how we're going to do this. I know you're going through, but that's not how we're going to do this. That's right. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You're going to buy food from them with money. Okay? Right. You ain't gonna borrow it, you gonna buy it. Y'all, y'all, y'all. That's right, that's right. You ain't gonna rent it, you gonna buy it. I'm gonna say that again. You're not gonna rent it, you gonna buy it. Everything that you need and you want, you gonna buy it. Until I get you to the place of your promised possession, which is Canaan. While you're passing through here, you're not getting through here just scraping and sliding through. You're going to have to pay your way through. This bothered me when I read, you're going to buy food for money and with money and you going that you can eat. And you're going to buy water with money so that you can drink. I'm going to be honest with you. That bothered me. Bothered me. Bothered me. Bothered me. It troubled me. Because nowhere since we've been in this territory of this text, have we heard God talk anything, buddy, about money? That's right. He ain't mentioned nothing. They had manna, and God didn't mention nothing about money. But the manna ran out. Because the manna was not the intended sustenance. It was a supply at the moment, but it was not to sustain it. And it was not the promise. He didn't promise them a land flowing with milk and manna. Uh, milk and honey. Rich, prosperous.
prosperous. Are y'all with me? So God says, He says, you gonna go through here and you go don't you don't take they got they gonna be afraid of you. Don't mess with them. You're gonna pass through. You're going on your way to Canaan. Look, look at the route. You see the red line? That's the route. That's the route y'all gonna take through these various wildernesses. I'm getting there. Watch this, watch this. And it troubled me that God would say to them that you're going to buy with money. Where in the world did I get money from? Where did I get money from? Where did money? I could have bought if I knew I had money. I would have bought my way out of this situation a long time ago. Sure. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Get in the text with me. If I knew I watch this, but because I had developed a poverty mindset, I don't even know what I had. Remind me on my way through my wilderness of what I've had all along. That's right. Lord have mercy. Oh, I had to, you see what a mindset will do? Do you see how a mindset, not your situation, not the circumstances, but what a mind, do you see how a mindset can mess you up? It can make you or it can break you. Are y'all with me? It's how you process going through. Oh, God. It's not what you have, it's not what you don't have. But it's the mindset that you utilize, the perspective mark that you have while you're going through what you're going through. Because they had forgotten about the fact that we had, if I had known that I had money, I would have paid somebody off to make a cart, a horse, or somebody, a cow, something. I would have bought some stuff to forget all y'all and make my way to Canaan. Y'all ain't saying nothing. If I knew my capacity, I would have been in Canaan a long time ago if I knew what I really had. And can I tell somebody all this this afternoon? If you knew what you really had, you wouldn't be staying in the situation that you're in. You wouldn't be in it. You wouldn't stay in it. You wouldn't tolerate it. You ain't saying nothing. And even though you're going through it, you would say to yourself, wait a minute. I got more than this. I'm worth more than that. I can do better than this. I can do better than that. Watch this. Because God had given them. Let me argue my point for five minutes. And then I'm going to let you go. Turn with me to Exodus. Chapter number. Because this challenged me. And I said, God, we done got to this point in this story. How in the world? What? Where in the world did I get money? Where'd you get money? Have you ever, have you ever looked at your wife, your spouse, your sister, your brother, somebody, mother, father, son, whoever, and they come up with a little piece of change out their pocket, and you like, I do passing like that all the time. I don't turn into Exodus. I do him like that all the time. I'll look at passes wilder. I see a little piece of money sitting on the dress. I'll be like, where you get that now? I got, I got a hundred dollars over here. He got like five over here. I'm like, oh, where'd you get that money? <laughs> Didn't know you had that. That five dollars. in my tank, save my money. It's the truth. It says it was good for the soul. It's the truth. Amen. 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 Amen.
In order to answer this question, in order to settle this inquiry, in order to understand this, in order for you and I to really relate to this, let's go back to bondage. Let's go back to Egypt. Yes, ma'am. And uh, in the 12th chapter, in the 35th verse, this is the exodus out of Egypt. You don't have to put it on the screen. Oh, okay. Just going to read a couple verses. Bible says, Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they had asked the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. That's right. As they were coming out of bondage, they asked their captors for silver and gold and clothes. We need money and we need clothes on our back and shoes on our feet. Watch this. They asked their enemy. The Bible says, and the children of Israel had done all According to the word of Moses, they asked the Egyptians, watch this, verse 36, and the Lord had given the people favor. I'm going to shout on this by myself. And the Lord had given. You missed it. You missed it. Past tense. He already did it. Tell your neighbor, it's already done. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. Favor, favor, favor. No, I'm not waiting to get favor. I'm not waiting to be favored. I already have it. All right, all right, all right. Let me read on. Let me read on. And the Lord, and the Lord had given Pastor Mark the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, their enemies, that had held them in slavery for four hundred and thirty years. But when they saw the plagues and the pestilences, when they saw what their God was able to do, it brought fear on them. Watch this. And anything that they asked for, the Egyptians gave them. When's the last time? When's the last time that you looked at the devil and demanded he release yourself? When is the last time that you went and looked at an enemy with a smile and said, you know what? I'm walking in favor and I'm walking in my purpose and I'm on my way to my promise. But in the meantime, okay, let me finish you. So they granted them what they requested. Thus, the Bible says, they plundered the Egyptians. Where did the money come from? <laughs> you forgot because, because, because the one thing you retained was the mentality of your captors, the mentality of the Egyptians. You, you forgot what they gave you, oh God. You didn't learn the lesson while you was in captivity. God, I hear you today. You, 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 you left out of there and you've been wandering around here and you didn't learn the most valuable lesson that there was to learn. That when I brought you out, I didn't bring you out empty-handed. I didn't bring you out as a slave. I didn't bring you out with a victim's mindset. Come on, somebody. You were victimized, but I brought you out as a victim. And they were 
were so afraid of you uh, that they gave you everything you asked for. And so how you rolling today uh, is because what the devil did yesterday. I wish I had some more people that would shout with a voice of triumph uh, and say, my God, my God, I am mad at my enemies. That's why the Bible says, love your enemies. Pray for your enemies. Get around this room. Uh, 
somebody. Take what you got left and make it work for you. Urban said, we ain't going to thing like this all season long. But we're going to take this game, our last game, and make it our best game. You're going to take what you got left and make it work for you. Take what you got left and turn it into money.
I'll stay doing their thing. Northwestern went back and made adjustments. When they came back out on their feet, they looked like a different team because they had made adjustments. Don't catch that. Catch that. Catch that. Catch that. that. Sometimes you just all you got to do same team, same field, same wilderness. Same coach, same God. All you and I have to do is make adjustments. Huh? That's all it is. You just gotta make some adjustments. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Game plan starts and ends right here. Unfortunately, the adjustments wasn't enough. Because the Buckeyes counter their adjustment with another adjustment. Okay, okay, okay. You gotta watch the enemy because because he'll he'll have made adjustments to kind of to still get you to lose the game, Mark. He will have made adjustments. Watch this, but you gotta be ready to counter his adjustments. That's right. Meaning he gonna devise something else. That's right. He always gonna be on his job. That's right. Always. Man, come on. He always gonna be on his job. He gonna do it. He gonna be on it. That's just all you and I have to do is just make the adjustments. Counter and answer. Are you with me? And monetize what you got left. Everybody in this room, from the children to the adults. All of us, young people, all of us have something, even if it's one thing, that God blessed us with when he brought us out. He didn't bring you out empty. He didn't let the enemy take it all. Matter of fact, oh God, you ready? He's making the enemy pay you back. I want to pronounce that on somebody. The enemy going to pay you back. Okay, okay, that was a weak amen. Let me say it again. Because I know, I know, I know yes. this is difficult maybe to embrace, but it's the truth. We just saw it in Exodus 12. Your enemies gonna pay you back. Your enemies are gonna applaud you. Your enemies are gonna when the game is over. When the season is finished, your enemies are gonna say, Good game, good team, good season. When you stand on the platform of your promise and receive what's yours. I want you to miss that. I want you to rush to this altar. Come on. You want to pray about this right here. Come on. I want you to come on. 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 Because all this is, as you come to the altar, the only thing necessary is to adjust your mind. Adjust your mind. Brothers, come on over here with Brother DL. All y'all group up. All the brothers. All the brothers. Y'all group up. Come on, brothers. Come on in. Come on in. These brothers will join in a minute. Come on. That's right, Kanye. Come on. Change your mind. Come on. I need y'all to pray about this. This is serious. This is for real. Come on. Come on. Encourage them. Just make some adjustments. Just think about before we pray. What adjustments do you need to make? How you need to adjust your mind? What's in you? What you got? What's left? You didn't lose everything. You didn't lack nothing. All this way. You ain't gonna lack nothing after this. 